Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Android Faithful. Through the snow, rain, sleet, strep, and COVID, we are your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps for the wide, wonderful world of Android. I'm Gwen Dow. And I am Ron Richards, and all the sympathy goes out to Win because I know you're struggling, <laughs> and you know I'm just tired. I don't have I don't have much of an excuse, uh, but well, uh, you, you did do you did do a show with Strap, so it's my turn to do the show. Yeah. In, uh, injured or something? I have COVID this week, but we are here, and we are extremely lucky to have a special guest with us this week: Director of Engineering on Android at Google, Ramon Gee. Ramon, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Welcome, yeah. welcome to the show. We're so delighted to have you on. So. Despite uh, all of us feeling, <laughs> yeah, I'm amazed by how how happy you sound when considering that you're sick. Listen, uh, listen for an hour once a week. We we are very happy to talk about Android, and it oh, overcomes okay. all physical ailments as it might be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll probably pass that after the show. But hey, for the next hour, we are here, yeah. and we are trekking along. Yeah, so we're su- so. super excited. To, so uh, we're gonna do the show a little differently than usual. Um, we don't want to take up uh, a ton of your time, and we're very thankful for you giving us the time. So we're gonna chat for a little bit and then we'll say goodbye um, and we'll let you kind of log off and then yeah, and I'll, I'll go pass out because uh, I'm not sick but I got my booster yesterday and it's it's hitting me hard oh, okay, so, yeah. so, so we'll, we'll give you we'll give you time to go rest from that boost um, and then when you and I will we'll hammer through a ton of news that's going on this week but before we get started we do have a little minor announcement um, we are on Mastodon Hooray, we did it, or I finally did it. Um, so now we're at Android Faithful at AndroidDev.social on Mastodon. Um, we went live on there uh, earlier this week, um, and we will be posting there as much as we post to X or Instagram or Facebook or wherever. So I know many of you are on Mastodon. A lot of you wanted us to be on there, so we did it. So um, uh, it wasn't it wasn't that hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you, we're so so. Android faithful is on AndroidDev.social. I am the only Android affiliated person not on AndroidDev. I'm not on AndroidDev.social. I'm on just the Mastodon.social. I'm, but I'm not at Android Dev like the two of you. I know. So, yeah, I, so. I'm just somebody who thinks he knows what he's talking about. So um. I, I will say I got a very after I complained about it last week. Clint, uh, Clinton and Chat all gave me a very nice like migration guide. Of course, I did get COVID this week, so I you was an excuse. To you have a fair it. excuse. So. Um, but yeah, but thank you, Android fam, for having my back yeah. uh, and and basically telling me get the heck on Android uh, Android Dev Social. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Um, so yes, we have a very special guest today, Ramon Gee. Um, so Ramon. 
you have a pretty big title. It's director of engineering on Android. Um, so what what does that what do you do? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, that's that's a complex question. Uh, <laughs> when you're as fancy as as the title suggests, so you know it, it's it's a fancy term for the fact that I manage the, uh, the what we call the Android Toolkit team. Uh, and Toolkit also comp- contains uh, Jetpack, so all the Jetpack libraries uh, that we ship and develop. Some are being developed by you know other teams, but we provide the infrastructure so that those teams can can ship Jetpack libraries. So we have a we have a minor drinking game on the show that um, whenever whenever a topic is mentioned, uh, obviously you drink and wins claim to fame is anytime Jetpack or Jetpack Compose is mentioned, uh, we all have the drink. So you just you you just shot off like Win just did like three oh, you know, shots. It's, so. it's, <laughs> it's going to be hard not to mention those things. <laughs> just 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 one just one as a topic mentioned. Otherwise, we'll we'll every, people will be injured for other reasons, more alcohol poisoning. <laughs> than COVID. Um, so like, apart from that, though, I think something that is would be really interesting for especially folks of the Android fable to know is that, Roman, you're not just like currently the director of uh, engineering on Android, but you were one of the, you know, OG, OG, you know, Android engineers. And, you know, we've talked to Chet Haas multiple times about his uh-huh. type of book, uh, Android's the team that built the Android operating system. And I mean, that's I mean, in, in, in a small, like you're part of that, right? I mean, that's not just about you, but there's many other people. Um, and so I think that's really unique because you've been working on Android for five, six, seven uh, years. Yeah, it's been since tw- 2007. So what, 16 years now? Wow. 16, 16 years now. Yeah. So before even we, 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 Android faithful were even a thing. I never thought I would be a, a, you know, I guess a lifer at a company, but the job, you know, is interesting and we get to work on a lot of different things. So here I am 16 years later uh, with more gray hair and less hair. But still, um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I guess, could you, would you mind giving us maybe like the short version of, you know, how, you know, you got started on the Android team and I guess from your perspective, how everything got started? Yeah, it's interesting. I joined as a as an intern, and Android was still uh, a secret project within the company. Uh, so Google reached out to me and offered me an internship. So so I showed up, uh, and I ended up working on Android, working on UIs, uh, which is something that I was doing a lot in the world of Java. You know, with Swing and Java 2D before that. Um, and that's how I met Chet. Actually, we met at Sun Microsystems. We were working on you know visual effects and rendering, writing blog posts, giving talks. So nothing has changed. Uh, since then, um, so yeah, I, you know, some of my first tasks were to to work on some of the widgets like radio buttons, radio groups, table layouts. Uh, then I got to work on launcher, so the home screen was also one of my my tasks for a few years. The little the little gray uh, tabby thing, the little uh, the the thing that pulled, yeah. <laughs> The whole application. Uh, the team was small back then, so you know I got to work on the UI toolkit and <laughs> and the home screen application. Cool. Uh, plus helping around, like you know, wherever help was needed. Um, so yeah, started on the UI toolkit team. Then over the years, I, I you know I evolved a little bit, uh, or at least changed a little bit. So I, I did more like performance work, graphics work. Uh, I was doing a lot of rendering, and I went up to the graphics team for a while, and then I came back uh, to the UI toolkit team. Uh, so, you know, I don't really write code anymore. Uh, I do miss it sometimes, but that happens from time to time. Um, so, yeah, it's always been around UI and rendering and graphics. And I think that's something interesting you said is that you didn't think you'd be a lifer. And, you know, um, I, I think that's something that I mean, I think maybe I talked to Chad about this is that 
especially like these, this day and age, it's very common for engineers to just hop from job to job. And <laughs> it's, it's not really a bad thing anymore. It's like you go to different companies, you learn different industries, you learn different skills, and then you kind of apply it somewhere else. But what I think is extremely cool about the Android team is that you have a, quite a few people who are still around today. So like, um, like for example, Diane Hackborn, all hail our Lord and Savior Diane. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, as you said, is it, is it just the interest of, of like the project or is it the team? Like, what is it that keeps, you think you and others around? Like, yeah. I love the OGs. It's funny because I think about that uh, quite often because, you know, I, I ask myself the same question. Uh, I think it's a mix of, I feel like when you, when you work on a project, you know, whether it's Android or something else, you kind of have some sense of what you want to achieve. And when yeah. something like at the scale and the scope of an operating system, uh, it's hard to be done because <laughs> there's, <always, laughs> there's always more to do, right? Like there's always more ideas, things that you haven't, that you had an idea 10 years ago, you, you, know, you were never able to do it. Uh, and on top of that, you know, even if you don't really change job, like even myself, again, you know, I, I got to work on some of the apps. I worked on the UI toolkit, I worked on the graphics pipeline. I worked on some of the SDK tools, like you can find when, when you're a bit bored of something, you can find something else to do. Uh, and nowadays, you know, even more so like with the Jetpack team, you know, Jetpack, we do things like we have room. So we have data storage. Uh, we have folks doing compiler work. We have folks doing graphics and rendering and UI toolkits and input management and accessibility. It keeps the job interesting. Uh, you know, I, I often say that I would love to have one boring week. Uh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> But yeah, I think that that's what it is, right? Like it's just we don't we just don't have time to get bored. Well, and and you want to stay challenged, right? I mean, that's how you stay fresh and that yeah. sort of thing. And so, like, and it's interesting that we're talking to you around this time of year because here we are, you know, on the the eve of a new version being launched and stuff like that. After all these years, is like now the like is this the excite like do you see the exciting time like is the rollout the exciting time or is it the conversation you're going to have in two months about Android 15 that you know that starts the next wave like what 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 part of it is is the most exciting for you now after all these years? I mean, it's yeah, it's still exciting because you know, and it's the same for folks who build applications. There's nothing more gratifying than than putting what you've built like in the hands of users. Uh, but interestingly, I think for, for our team in particular, because we've been doing more and more on, on the Jetpack side, you know, we get to ship often and regularly. So things have been a little different for us. Uh, and, and instead of like specific moments in time that do happen, you know, when we launch a new big library, like Jetpack Compose, obviously a few years ago, uh, <laughs> it's more like this continuous relationship that we have with the community and with developers and, you know, looking at the feedback and trying to improve things and, there are a lot of things that, that we can improve on. Uh, so keep the feedback coming. Uh, so yeah, it's, it, it's a bit strange. Like we have both, right? It's this, this moments and at the same time, like it's continuous. It's every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of thought something interesting too, is to kind of go back a little bit and, you know, like, you know, as, as like engineers work on projects, you know, you, you join a startup, you join a company. And especially if you join a startup, a lot of times you join a project that doesn't work out for whatever reason. Um, you know, you never get, public or you never get sold, you just kind of move on and, and that's fine. You kind of accept that, you know, you never work on something that say your parents or, or your friends might know about. Um, and that actually, you know, that happens a lot. And actually I, I can't help but always mention Diane Hackborn uh, because I, I just want to, because Diane's awesome, but you know, like, and obviously members she of is. the team that you were on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, for example, like folks like Diane Hackborn were on like BOS, right. Which is a beloved OS, which didn't quite have mm -hmm. the same success, but Y'all were, I mean, you know, you, you were now, you know, you worked on Android and now Android is the most popular 
mobile operating system in the world. Can you just talk about just how your personal experience, like over the last 16 years of going from, okay, you know, that kind of crazy time where you're trying to just pull this whole thing together, like maybe with duct tape, maybe with not to, okay, today where we're having these very sophisticated, nuanced discussions about OEMs and, and socioeconomic environments with like, and then Huawei and all what's, what's that been like for you as someone who built the thing? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different. Like you know, the, the early days there was a mix of uh, not everybody obviously like believed in it because Google was not building operating systems, so we had, we had a lot to prove, uh, and and we were starting from nothing, right? So th- there was so much to build, and it was about building it as fast as possible and prioritizing what, what you need to build. Uh, but you know, over the past few years, specifically, like you reach the point where the OS is there, it has all the basic functionalities and. And things change a lot, so you get like just a, a different perspective, uh, and it happens at the same time. You know, it's interesting because when you have like I don't know what the official number is these days, but you know, hundreds of millions, billions of users, like it doesn't make any sense anymore, right? Like those are just abstract numbers. Uh, you just know in the back of your mind that you want to do right by all those people, but it's it's hard to like fathom what it means. <laughs> and um, so, so yeah, it's, I, I would say it's, it's it's more deliberate, right? Because uh, again, in the early days, like there's so much to do that you can do pretty much anything, and it's going to be useful. Uh, but nowadays, like it has to be more thoughtful. And it's got to imagine the, that that chorus of millions and billions of voices. Like, <laughs> like is it is it? I got to imagine over the years, have you had to wrestle with what the feedback you've gotten from the community or the users? And like to your point, like it becomes an abstract, like it's just so hard to do. Versus the direction or the vision that you guys have as a team of what you believe is the next step forward. Like, I got to imagine like material design, like there are these kind of these moments in time for Android where it really shook us as a community, but we had to put in trust into folks like you to know that you were taking us in the right direction. What, how, how do you, how do you balance that out? Yeah, it's interesting. I think sometimes, especially when it comes to to APIs, uh, you kind of have to take leaps of faith, right? Of course, you want to listen to feedback and listen to your to your users and developers, but sometimes what it takes is is a little more than that. And that's why, like, you know, I spend a ton of time on on Slack, on Reddit, and conferences when I can to just talk to the community and try to like absorb that feedback continuously. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example, I think, is you know Jetpack Compose, because <laughs> we we did ask uh, developers directly as we were building it, you know, without mentioning what it was exactly. We, were like, we asked like, hey, would you like a new UI toolkit? The answer was basically no. Like we understand views and we understand the flaws and we know how to work around the issues and it just works. But you know, our observation was talking to developers like we could see like that they were struggling and that there was a better path that we could offer. So this is an example of where. You know, for us, listening to feedback was not like fixing a couple more bugs in an existing system, but going a very different direction. Uh, and I think it happens all over the place. And, you know, sometimes you're not going to be completely right. You can't please everybody. Like, I wish we could uh, <laughs> do our best. But uh, but it's interesting, right? Like, from, a, from a, a personal standpoint, and I assume it's the same when, we, when you work on apps, like, you just need to learn how to dissociate yourself a little bit from the, from the work, which can be difficult when you're passionate about what you do. You have to be able to, like, distinguish like yeah what i've done you know i pissed off someone but that's okay like uh, i should still sleep tonight yeah uh, <laughs> sometimes it's hard so so related to that i'm curious like over the years are there any of those moments in time that stick out in your memory uh as like a high point or like the you know like kind of you know your favorite kind of moments in android or 
Yeah, there are, there are a bunch, and I think you know they wouldn't be surprising. Uh, for instance, the the first Motorola Droid, our first phone, uh, the G1, the Motorola Droid, because that's when like Android like really exploded in the US. Uh, mm-hmm. Our first tablet with Holo, like when we we really like kicked into second gear in terms of UI design. It was very hard uh, from uh, lots of sleepless nights <laughs> on that project. <laughs> so it was both like. I do not want to do this again, but I'm glad we went through that. <laughs> we had somebody um, in the chat asking about fond memories of Hollow. Yeah. Hollow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, fond memories. I don't, it gave me a lot of like, you know, war stories to tell people. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if all those memories are fond, but it was good. You know, one of those situations where, uh, again, what, back to your previous question, like why, why you stay in a job for a long time, like it, it was at least challenging, right? Like one of the things that you have to do when you work on a platform, uh, the, the, the metaphor I use sometimes, like we cannot have to swap the engine like in mid-flight uh, and you have to do it without the passengers like noticing that you're on the wing doing that. Uh, and, you know, sometimes they do notice, <laughs> sometimes they don't. But but again, that keeps the work like interesting and challenging. Uh, and, and it does teach you, like I think that's something, uh, a very good skill to learn. It teaches you how to make compromises, like what shortcuts you, shortcuts you can take, which ones you cannot take. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's interesting when you're in those, uh, you know, uh, you know, between engineers, we like to have a very purist approach. Uh, and I wish that, that <laughs> the world was so black and white. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of, all of our best laid intentions. I, actually, I, I kind of, that's, that's, that kind of falls up to my next question. Is there a feature that you, either you personally, or you just loved in Android either now or, or past that you love that you maybe wish people still used or didn't think it enough love, or you just have an affection for I don't know in particular. Uh, I don't know if there is a feature. I think what's interesting is that the the way we use the operating system is slightly different from the way it was originally intended. Mm. Uh, and I think potentially it was you know, it was one of those cases where we we had a vision of how apps should work, and I think we were not wrong, but uh, uh, it wasn't really tested and so it, we're not really using that and i'm talking about like all the concepts of like you know the intents and multiple activities and one of the ideas that apps could like share pieces of themselves with each other where you know the, the usual uh example is like the camera instead of building a camera screen in your app you just send an intent and the camera pops up mm-hmm. obviously when you want to control you know this user, user experience the brand you're not going to do that you're going to do it inside your app uh, and i think i'm glad we tried it uh, i wish this happened more today, like in the apps. Uh, you still see some of that, you know, like the widgets, uh, the share sheets. Like there's still a number of things in the system that that have their roots in, the, in that idea. Uh, but it would be interesting to see, yeah, apps benefit from that more more greatly. Yeah, just to translate real quick for the non-devs in the house, like usually, so what oh, we yeah, do... Sorry. Yeah, sorry, no, no. So, um, <laughs> so basically the way that a lot of times that the way that an Android dev might request something like the camera, it well, my, the way we might do something like the camera is either we do it ourselves using like the camera APIs, which is uh, great, but not really recommended for everybody, especially if you say you're like an exercise app and you just want to pick an avatar, or you can send out an intent, which is kind of like what it says. It's an intent to do something, and the system is able to kind of direct us to to an app that can provide that functionality for us. So that's how you do things like, I don't know, link out to Gmail, open up a camera app, open up any kind of like link in the app that you think it should be opened in. And so that's kind of what Roman is like, uh, kind of like talking about is just like this really interesting system of like, oh, how can other, how, how like kind of, I, I guess you almost had to be kind of psychic in a sense of like, or, and kind of like, um, 
ah, COVID brain, kind of like try to guess on how apps could communicate. Anticipate, with each other. anticipate yeah. what anticipate. the user. It, Thank you, yeah. my God. This is why, this is why I'm here. I'm the, I'm the healthiest of the three you. of us. Yeah, you're um, the healthiest. No, but yeah, no. I mean, honestly, that that is like an elegant approach. And even as a non-developer, to hear both of you talk about it and like and and understand, like, oh yeah, that's what it's do. I have a preference in terms of this app. Why should the app you're doing not utilize my preference or or what is already established in the OS? Um, it's just one of the other wonderful things to make Android so elegant. It's so wonderful. Um, so, so leading into this, we let we let our listeners, we let we let our loyal patrons know that you were coming on and joining us. And so we asked them if if you had if they had some questions for you because we want to involve uh, our, our 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 faithful Android faithful listeners. So, when you got our first question from a patron, so. yeah. So, um, so Ramon, it's, I think it's fair to say that you know most Android users in the world are not exactly on stock Android. Um, but on some flavor. Uh, and so around here, a popular flavor is, of course, Samsung's One UI. Um, I've joked a lot in the past that as a dev, I was kind of um, morally obligated to hate Samsung. But actually, as someone who's used Z Fold for a year, I've, I've come to like it. So I, I think, you know, um, one of the most popular things about Samsung One UI is, of course, is it's like cornucopia power user features. And, and I guess the question from uh, JJ and Laura was basically like, how does the Android OS team and, you know, uh, other kind of teams like Samsung's One UI team, do they ever interact? Is there much collaboration? Like, do you take inspiration from uh, what other teams yeah, are doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into a lot of details because, you know, that's that's sure. stuff that happens at at work. Uh, but, yeah, no, there, there is collaboration, obviously, between between Google and, and our teams and, and, and the manufacturers. Uh, and, point, and, you know, and purely from a personal standpoint, like, I know this, this has been somewhat difficult sometimes for developers, but I just love that the ecosystem, the Android ecosystem provides uh, that choice. Uh, you know, it's just fantastic that if you don't like a Pixel phone, well, you you can get something else that will still be Android and the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've certainly seen like a lot of really interesting innovation coming from like random places all over the place. Uh, you know, n- now we're used to seeing Android like everywhere like from from cars to uh to the uh, entertainment systems and planes but like when when manufacturers started doing that like it was surprising even to us i remember saying you know uh, i written some of that code it's like hey please please don't use my code to do this like, uh but but you know and and so it comes with like good things and, and sometimes less so good things but i'm just glad that we have that like it's just fantastic to have this kind of like diversity and 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 that's really that like you create something you put it into the world and you hope or you have an idea of how you think people will use it, but you have no, you want, you lose control once you release it, right? And you, and you see how yeah. people, what they do with it. And, and the fact that they've surprised you and the rest of the team, I think is a compliment to the operating system because it's like stuff you guys didn't even and think it's of. Openness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's openness. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to rag on any other mobile operating systems out there, but it seems like the openness is both like an intention and a feature. Uh, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. now we have Android in our Pelotons and, or like in our, in our, like, you know, uh, fitness bikes and fitness walls. Um, and even in like poor little tablets that live in like, I don't know, I think I was in one, like a, like a museum in Italy and my husband just, and whenever husband and I, whenever we see a kiosk, we just like to kind of go like this from the bottom <laughs> to see. Swipe up, and usually right? it's hollow by the way. It's still hollow yes. by the way. Yes. Well, that was but, like when we saw, it, when we saw the operating system numbers, I, geez, it was a couple of years ago, but like the number of people, there was like active devices way early in the OS versions. And we're like, oh, those are all kiosks. Like all the kiosks yeah, in yeah. the world, right? Like yeah. who's still running like yeah. honeycomb? Like oh, yeah. like some kiosks. But, like, know, I, I, I love that we enable this kind of stuff. Uh, like recently, so this weekend I'm taking my car to the racetrack, and I have this like device that you can put on your dashboard that measures your lap time. 
And I was kind of delighted when I turned on that thing that it's Android. Uh, you know, I just love that we enabled a, a hardware company to like, they didn't have to worry about the operating system and finding developers and development tools. And it has nothing to do with, you know, what we set out to build with Android, but I, I'm, I just like that we're enabling this kind of stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, we forgot to ask at the top of this conversation, uh, what, what, what's your daily driver? What phone are you using? Are you, uh, uh I'm still, I'm still on the Pixel 6. 6. Uh, wow. Hey. Yes. Good I color. Know, I, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I love it when you, when you can have like, you know, bold colors. Uh, yeah. It's funny because, you know, the way I choose a, a daily driver is a mix of being a user and also being a developer where, I mean, it's obviously a very good device, but being, well, soon a couple of generations older, uh, when you do performance work, it's nice to be able to test on on the previous ones. Yep. Uh, and I still have a Pixel 2 right right over there that I also use for that. Nice. I, I love that because I, I think for those of the rest of us who have budget to buy phones, we tend to like just buy the latest flagship and then run performance you know, work on that, which doesn't yeah. exactly make sense. So, hey, y'all, uh, Deb's looking. Ramon, Ramon hold on, where are you? Pull it this way. This way. <laughs> Ramon, Ramon is rocking a Pixel Six and Pixel Two for his performance work. So le- live and learn. That's how there it is. But I gotta say, I, I really <laughs> want to buy a Pixel Fold. Uh, yeah, yep. I, I haven't pulled it's the plug great. yet, but I know, I know, it's so it's good. awesome. I, I love foldables. Uh, <laughs> um, well, yeah, well, so that was my next question: is what, what, what do you thought of foldables? And if you're so you're pro foldables. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you know one of my favorite devices ever, and I think it will not shock anybody. was the Nexus Seven, uh, you know, small <laughs> pocket, pocketable tablet. Yep, fit uh, in my back pocket. So, yeah, fix it, fits in your back pocket. Yeah, because I love, I, I read a ton, uh, and so any device that can make this, that can make this a more pleasant experience. You know, I have a Kindle, but bringing a Kindle everywhere it's kind of a pain. Bring a, like a full fledged like ten inch tablet is also a bit painful. So yeah, foldables are kind of like the sweet spot. Very cool. Uh, Ron, can I mention to, 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 to Roman the thing we've been talking about for three weeks in terms sure. of... Sure. Okay. Oh, do I have to pull uh, it up now? Uh, Hang on. Yes, please. Yeah. Roman, in terms of things that you would never expect uh, out of Android, have you heard of the Honor Purse, uh, Honor V Purse at all? Uh, uh, is that Android running, running on the purse? Because uh, <laughs> I, I've never heard of it. And at the same time, I would be so not surprised. <laughs> so, it, so it's, it's not it's, a purse. It's, called, it's not a purse. It's an actually, it's a, it's a wraparound foldable where oh, the screen actually wraps That's around. Cool. Um, but cool. it, and it's meant to be a concept phone, but it does have a chain. I'm sorry. We've been talking about this for like three weeks and I, I really want one, but, and, and it's kind of ridiculous because no, it's not really a purse. You can't put anything into it. Although Ron does often mention correctly that with Google wallet and other things that this day and age yeah technically a purse yeah technically technically. but it's got it's um, got a screen on the outside that that is reactive so like in this picture that we're showing it's got the chain to to hold it like a purse and that 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 chain of charms is actually on the display and if you Mm -hmm. swung the phone left and right the charms would swing with the display yeah like so it it, so they made it into a fashion accessory um and it's production now i kind of want one now (laughs) so so so, yeah so it, it was a concept phone but then they announced two weeks later that it is going to production. I think they announced it. I think it's actually out now. Yeah, it's in out, a week. Yep, yep. So I'm hoping to get it my hands on one. But I, I just think it's kind of interesting. And we were we were kind of making fun of it, but also thinking, hey, like in terms of like, you know, where this could go with fashion and fast fashion and sustainable things, like you never know. And it's kind of just cool that I don't know. I mean, foldable like smartphones were ridiculous to, by themselves to begin with. And then foldable phones seem ridiculous to begin with. Now we're talking about yet another ridiculous thing, but you know. Yeah, but obviously like smartphones are such a, a, a big part of our lives now. I just, I just love that, you know, there's all those, again, different form factors for different folks, right? Like even if it's niche, like it's fantastic that someone can get like what, what, what they want. Yep. 
it's it's great great to see here you mentioned the Nexus 7 and earlier you mentioned the G1 and the 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 tablet and the droid we've established a little mini Android Hall of Fame in our on our podcast as we talk about it and like all those devices are in well the the first entry in the Hall of Fame was the Nexus 5 Nexus which we 5, which, yeah. which is the, oh, the greatest yeah. phone of all of the past yes, you know like 100% it, it was fantastic I, I don't know for me it's the Nexus 4 over the Nexus 5 wow. I really like that bold yeah. I don't know. There was something about the back. That like, glass. You know, the, the back. It had that. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I love that device. Uh, I mean, the Dexus 5 was also fantastic for other yeah. reasons. But, yeah. You know, hey, look, you can't ask me, like, which one was my favorite Nexus or my favorite Pixel. It's like asking me which one is my favorite child. Like, right. Or like, you know, which I have an Instagram. I'm just not going to tell you. <laughs> well, it's like. <laughs> well, we when, know you have one. <laughs> when asking what your favorite feature of Android is, it's, it's another bunch of children to choose from, right? Like, easy. The one that I did not work on because I'm not responsible for the bugs. <laughs> oh, see, it's like it, that's like me and my niece, right? Like I love my niece because then I can just play with her, have fun with her, and when then something goes wrong, it's like, oh hey, by the way, troubleshoot her, please. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> something's wrong with this one. So. All right. Well, this has been great, and I know you're you're struggling after your boost, so uh, we we can give you some time back and let you go rest up. But thank you for joining us and giving us a perspective. Yeah, well, that's yeah, really appreciate inside it. Inside Android, that's so. It's just, I mean, you got. I mean, you got. Like, we're here every week talking about your guys' work. So, like, please, you know, extend it to the team. Tell them that we love all the work that's being done, and we might be critical every once in a while, but it's because we love it. So uh, <laughs> I, that's okay. You know, that, that's how we can improve things, right? Like yeah. I said, we need the feedback, so yeah. keep it coming. Excellent. Yeah, we we did get a lovely picture questions like how do you keep making android so good so um just yeah <laughs> um, wow that's a loaded question <laughs> yeah no but we, but just just to let you know that yeah people we people love what you do so and i wouldn't have a career without it yeah. so thank you <laughs> <laughs> Me excellent well thanks yeah. for joining hopefully we'll have you on again uh, sometime again in the future talk a little more yeah. that'd be great when you feel better at least thanks all right thanks so much all right have a good night Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Well, that, he's awesome. That, that's, that's yeah. uh, getting that perspective is so, you know, like it's, it's, you know, it's it, 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 the, the 
to remember the fact that there's legions of people behind the screen making this stuff. It's always a good reminder and to get that kind of, uh, you know, sense of what it's like to work on Android, especially for so long, like he has been. So, uh. yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, again, it's very rare for someone to be a lifer like that on a project. So I don't know. I, I think the fact that we all are still, still here for Android, and he's still there for Android says something about yeah, for sure. our little green friend here. For sure. And I think it's appropriate because we do have a ton of news to talk about this week. And it's all very Google heavy this week. It's a yes. Google heavy week. So we didn't want to put him in a position to have to comment on the company or things like that. But I do yeah. think it's appropriate. I thought it was appropriate as we were planning the show. Sure, we could talk about Android 14 QPR1. Sure, we could talk about Pixel 8 leaks. Sure, we could talk about Google Podcasts. And we will. But I thought it was more important to start with the patron pick because yes. A, we love the patrons. We love the fact that if you go to patreon.com slash Android Faithful and sign up and become a loyal patron, you can help choose a story for us to talk about on the show. But I further love my new game now with all of you is I try to guess what story you're going to vote on. And when we did this, I was like, there is no way this story is not the one that wins. And I was so glad I was right because uh, this week, the number one story as picked by our patrons to discuss is the redesigned Google weather app has begun rolling out. Which, which had a whopping 67% of the vote and it totally, uh, beat out the Galaxy Buds FE from Samsung being shown with the S23 FE and the Tab S9 FE, as well as Gmail for Android adding a select all button, which I would argue is probably way more important than the, than the, uh, than the weather, the weather app. Um, but, uh, sure enough, we do love our weather app. Uh, and so, uh, because you demanded it, the weather app has started to roll out the little froggy uh is uh is still there but in a new material you revamp um the weather app gets a full redesign um and those of us who've commented on the fact that the the weather app has been somewhat outdated they're finally updating it um it's going to have material you and it's it's not exclusive to pixel devices um as phones from other brands have reported seeing it which is fantastic um and you know Co-host of the show, Michelle Rahman, posted on Twitter and the and, and the or posted to X, um, and the press picked it up. Uh, the the stunning screenshots of what the new uh, the new weather app looks like, uh, and you got you know you got a, a much more smaller, subdued froggy, but he's still there. Um, mm-hmm. And then it gives you a sense of these kind of like these little boxes uh, telling you what the weather is going to be like, what the hourly forecast is, and then the ten day forecast all in one screen, um, which is pretty great. So. So uh, we do love our weather app. And when I feel like back in the day of all about Android, like years and years and years before you joined the show, we talked about weather apps like almost every other week. Jason can attest to that. I believe he's watching yeah. live this week. But um, so, yeah, Google, new Google weather apps rolling out. I haven't gotten it yet, but I, I'll be honest, I'm excited. So, yeah. It, what is it about weather apps? It just feels like this kind of evergreen source of, you know, it just it just everyone needs to know the weather, I guess. It used, to, it used to be one of our go-to topics. Like as we covered apps back in the day, like weather apps were like a a um, like a, a category that we always had to cover. And sure enough, uh, uh, they've all fallen by the wayside because Google weather just does it so well. So there we are. So, all right. Well, so that was the patron pick. Go to patreon.com slash Android Faithful. And now we can get into the real news. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, I'm glad Ramon is gone because then I can make the joke that, hey, Generalissimo Francisco Franco is still dead and Android 14 is still not out. But guess what is out? The, the beta for Android 14 quarterly platform release number one, which is 
you know, the release after <laughs> the Android 14, um, which I mean, it, it's, 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 it's going to go in beta. So it's not like it's kind of, uh, I guess, sir, uh, overriding the release or something. But yeah. anyway, our very own Michelle Rahman had a very, you know, extensive write up. And in his own words, it's a doozy. And you can, there you can, a, you can read this over at AndroidCentral.com. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You can read over at AndroidCentral.com and please do. And he links that to kind of all the, different technical details that he has in his other amazing articles about each of these features. Uh, there's a lot in here. So I was, I picked some of my favorites and I think number one, and I think is also one of Michelle's favorites. Cause he actually did a separate write up on this for Android authority. Yep. Maybe yep. I'm sorry. Yep. Is, um, Hey, you can finally override an app's aspect ratio and we're all looking at you, Instagram. Uh, so yes, now in Android 14 QPR one, you have actually a very fleshed out experience for overriding the aspect ratio of an app. And if y'all were, if any of you were on the Z folds or the other, uh, or like I know labs, they had a menu very, very much like this and a feature very much like this, where you could basically say, Hey, make this specific app be 16.9 full screen, four by three, whatever. Well, this is now in Android 14 QPR and it will eventually be in Android 15. And it's actually a lot easier to use than the old Samsung Labs version. There are three ways for you to access this feature. You can go into the settings panel, open up the apps uh, list, and then go into aspect ratio. Um, or you can go into an individual apps info page, uh, go into the under the advanced header, and then select aspect ratio. Or um, actually, Ron, if you can play the video. Um, sure. Or when you load up an app, like, and so this is my phone on QPR one, there's actually a little button now uh, for the video streaming users where you can actually tap it and it takes you to the aspect ratio. And basically, yeah, you'll get a list of different ratios. Michelle lists a whole bunch in his article. I don't know why there's a discrepancy in what I'm seeing, but um, for example, when I go into Instagram, I can see that I can do full screen, half screen or four by three. You click one of them and Android will just make it do the thing. It'll make it full screen or half screen or whatever have you. Um, and as an update kind of, or as a kind of co coalescing of many different stories, we talked about the Instagram app finally having a large screen layout, but only on big screens in portrait mode. If I do this, if I use like the QPR one aspect ratio thing, and force it into full screen. I actually get that vertical rail that we that, talked about. Like, like on the website. Yeah. So like on the website. Yeah. So, so in, in Michelle's Android authority.com article about the aspect ratio, he outlines that you can choose from uh, app default, full screen, half screen device aspect ratio, 169, four, three or three, two as the different options. And I wonder if it depends on what device you're on when, because if you're yeah, on what device, yeah, you, if you're yeah. on the pixel fold, maybe it's it, 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 there being it's a little different. more, you know, a little more specific about how that can roll out. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. If, so. if like, if it, like, it really doesn't make sense to like yeah. maybe do 169 on the inside of this. Right. So maybe it, it tries to pick like, you know, ideal or preferred or optimized ones, but yep. yeah, it's out there and it's really great. So if you were missing that from, you know, Samsung and your Z folds, QPR one has it and it's really handy and it, it works really well. I think it's like a better user experience. So yep. go out there and get it. Um, and yeah, Instagram fine looks right. Um, some other big ones is of course, we've talked about this a little bit, but you can finally use your phone as a webcam. Of course, you know, most uh, smartphone cameras are pretty stonking good these days. So why not be able to use it over your, you know, potato webcam <laughs> or computer webcam. So now you can, when you now, uh, if with QPR one, if you plug in your device via USB, you should get now a webcam option on top of the other ones. And this should work on most platforms, uh, windows, Mac OS, Chrome OS, 
Linux and even Android itself with no problem. Could you imagine that? You use another Android device as the webcam to another Android device. It's like Android. And Android. Cool. Android. It's Android all the way down. Um, you can now, depending on your device, of course, view your phone's battery health, which is really just a count of the discharge charge cycles and also the manufacture date, which will be really important, especially as you know we go forward and battery replacement is a thing as, as well as right to repair. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, there's now a new style for your lock screen. Um, I, I've been really enjoying customizing my lock screen on the Android 14 beta. Um, but now you get yet another style to choose from. Um, this is actually pretty cool. Um, you can actually, so usually what happens if you have like a foldable device and you, uh, and you're using an app and you close and you fold it closed, the front screen will actually start up in sleep mode, but now, uh, and Android QPR, Android 14 QPR one now lets you have some options to either let um, apps that tend to not uh, that keep your display awake, like games, uh, media players to kind of seamlessly reopen that app, not in sleep mode in the front screen. So that's now an option. Uh, let's see. Only notifications in lock screen. Uh, setting different, Sorry. <laughs> setting different live wallpapers on the lock and home screen. You're like, these are little tiny things that, you know, you think would just already be a thing, but this yeah, one, or, this one is huge. You can change the Bluetooth, yes. Bluetooth audio's device type, um, yeah. which is you know, which like having. Oftentimes, I feel like Bluetooth is like this mystery, and it connects to the device, and I just can't do anything about it. And so now you get a yeah. little more control over it, which is good, especially when you know, uh, space when you're using spatial audio or or you know, the hearing aids exactly yeah. switching between different headphones and things like that. So like having the ability to switch between the speaker, the headphones, the car, or hearing aid is, is yeah. helpful. So yeah, usually, I mean, usually Bluetooth type does come in but if it's wrong now you can actually override it so you can actually you know so that you don't you're not kind of slave to your device and android uh actually let's go down a little bit to oh yeah so michelle's mentioned this a few times but yeah he's definitely found in qpr1 that the locating your pixel phone even when it's off is in there um so that you know usually find my device requires the phone to be online well not in qpr1 it's coming uh that your find my device will be able to find your powered off phones um, China changes to the, uh, to the kind of universal search bar, uh, just different design changes. Um, oh yeah, maintenance mode or rather repair something mode, like maintenance right. mode, repair mode. Sorry. Maintenance mode is the Samsung version. <laughs> uh, and now Android as an OS is getting it as well under the hood in Android 14 QPR. Um, it's not like fully out there yet, but Michelle found that, you know, repair mode, sorry, repair mode is, is, uh, is there, uh, existing inside of QPR one. Um, hey, Google now on tap. It, this was a marshmallow thing where if you had some content on your screen and you held down the home button, you would get like contextual information about kind of surrounding the content on that screen. So more or less like Google Lens, but like back in the day uh, and more like contextual information, like if it saw an address or a landmark or maybe like someone in your contacts, it would try to show you that information. Well, that's coming back. But um, now it's what is it? Uh yeah, long is it's going to be called the long press screen search gesture. It's all kind of just a big circle of features. Yeah. Uh, Google now on tap, Google Lens, and now long press. Search. Everything. What's old is new. It all comes back. What, so, o- yeah. what old? What's old is new. So, um, so much more. You can you can turn you switch your phone to landscape while on the lock screen, which is. Um, I, am I the only one who's super excited about this? I don't know why. It's such an odd this. thing to think about. Like, oh right, yeah, you couldn't do that, but yeah, now you can. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. It's just, yeah. Anyway, um, there's possibly going to be you're going to have more flexibility when editing in your home screen, being able to add or remove multiple items uh, at once rather than just 
you're not dragging everything one by one. Yeah. Um, let me see. Let's see. Let's what? Oh, putting bubbles into a bubble bar. So apparently for large screens, um, if you are the person who likes chat, uh, you know, bubbling your chats up rather than having them kind of like floating around, like, you know, errant bubbles in your bubble oh, bath, you're going to have a little bar for them. Yeah. I don't really like that, but I mm. might try the bubble bar when it comes out. Um, instant hotspots of things. So yeah, just a whole bunch of stuff. It's um, it's packed. I mean, like it was it's, it's, it was so funny because Michelle couldn't join us this week, and he was just like, "Oh, there's so much in QPR one, and there really is." And it just, if anything, it's just driving a lot of the hype and hype for fourteen. You know, when and if it comes out in October, cross our fingers. Right? Um, whenever it comes out, but, but hey, but the, 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 you can see what the next release after yeah. that looks like. So definitely go check out AndroidCentral.com um, and Android Authority, where Michelle's been writing, and he's got a really in-depth kind of uh, breakdowns of the stuff that, that yeah. you can expect. And it's, uh, it's exciting. So if you've got QPR1 installed right in, tell us what you think about it. You can email us at contact at, ifam- and, uh, contact at androidfaithful.com. Um, and we'd love to hear what your experience with QPR1 is as we get the hype train going for Android 14. So uh, very cool. Um, well, and it wouldn't be remiss, you know, given this time of year, uh, if we didn't have – if you remember – this time last year, was it this time last year is when Google did their first shot across the bow to Apple oh, with yeah. RCS with the get the message program? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. they are back. Um, and Google rolled out a, uh, a video ad for a new device called the iPager, which, uh, is mocking Apple in the, de- in the design approach of the ad, of course, uh, and mocking, uh, Apple for the fact that, you know, their use of SMS is just basically no more than a glorified pager. Um, you know, like a, a circa late nineties, uh, text communicator. Um, I, I gotta admit, I mean, this made me laugh, you know, like they, they're highlighting the, the outdated messaging tech like Apple still uses to text with Android. Um, but, you know, I respect the fact that they are behind RCS and, behind, and you know, trying to explain to the users why you get pixelated videos and why the green mm-hmm. bubbles exist and why you get broken images or distilled images or stuff like that. And it's all because of the technology that Apple has chosen. Like, I... You know, I know that this can be seen as petty and as, you know, kind of like people th- don't think it's a great, you know, a great look on, uh, on Google side, but, you know, I, and it ends with the, with the phrase in the ad time for SMS to end the chat, to, to leave the chat, which is, uh, which is true. But, you know, yeah. putting pressure on Google, on Google is, uh, putting pressure on Apple is not only good for Google because it gets Android out there in the world in the public zeitgeist as a, as an alternative option. And it explains why I think this is actually more effective than the ad last year. So I, you know, I, I definitely am very sympathetic to the goal here. And I know I've said many times that I, I find some of their efforts to be a little try hard. Like yeah. oh, I think we talked about the Drake was the Drake thing already a year ago. Yeah. Maybe less, but I actually, okay. I have to admit, I really enjoyed this one just because it, it's sort of, kind of coming to apple where they're at with the stylishness and the design and trying to like and and i and i think we've already mentioned this that a lot of this is just a education almost like an educational campaign right like like it really they just really need to get the, the the message out there that hey there's a reason why the the experience is so you know disconnected between you know, messaging between iPhone users and Android users. And I, I, I so I'll, I'll share this. Like, so I was um, hanging out with my family last week and I sent this to uh, our, our little staff chat. I was like, guys, I, I, I'm in the line. And literally I'm hearing the people in front of me say, oh, she has an Android phone for some reason. I think it's a money thing. I told her to get an iPhone. Like the, this whole attitude, 
it needs to be addressed in these kind of ways. I get it. Like at, Google has no other choice but to try to put stuff like, out like right. Just like, to, to see that to in the wild to overhear someone talk, so, you know, assume someone has an Android phone because they can't afford an iPhone. When we all know Android phones are are as expensive, if not some of them are more expensive than iPhones. Right. Um. It it just there's so much there's so much. Uh, uh, consumer confusion about the differences yeah. and th- this is a more educational albeit in a humorous mocking kind of way like in yeah. the video I, I have the video paused here because I did, I just noticed that like when they're showing the problems <laughs> with it they're saying how there's the, how SMS lacks any encryption and the iPager floats by with someone's social security number on it you know, which, which isn't is encrypted like, yeah exactly yeah. So, yeah. Um, so so I don't know I mean petty maybe snarky absolutely funny definitely and you know I'm, I'm I'm fighting the good fight with RCS too. I'm right behind you, Google. So like, I, I don't think that this is a bad thing. I, it, it made me no. laugh when I came out. So. I really like this ad. I'm sorry. I, I've been, I've been definitely a little bit cringe, like feeling cringy sometimes, but yeah. I like this ad and I, I respect the continued fight. Yes. Like you, you got to respect that. They keep going. Yep. All right. So that was the news of this week. I mean, the big news was Q- Android 14 QPR one, the RCS ad and, Lord knows the Google Weather app. That's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. But there's even bigger news that's happening later in the show. But first, we're going to get at some some hardware because we are now – are we one week away from the event? It's next <gasps> week, right? Oh, my God. Already? Yeah, it yeah. is next week. Um, and so that, of course, means that everything has been leaked. Yeah, there's going to be no surprises, y'all. Um, and of course, we've we've mentioned many, many times leaks by – okay, I, I try to look at – I try to practice this week. Camilla – Wojciechowska, of course, has leaked us many, many wonderful things in the past. Yeah. And I mean, she got us basically the whole specs of eight, Pixel 8, Pixel 8 Pro, as well as like their cameras. Yeah. And I mean, you want, I, I mean, like they're both rocking the Gen, uh, the Gensor, sorry, the Google Tensor G3 with Titan M2. You've got a 6.2 OLED screen on the 8 versus the 6.7 on the 8 Pro. Let's see what yeah. else we got. We got, the eight rocking eight gigabytes of RAM with 128 or 256 gigabytes of storage, whereas the Pro is rocking up to 12 <sighs> gigabytes of RAM with up to one terabyte there it storage is. in the U.S. Terabyte well, is going to be common. It's going to be like yeah, you know, in the next year or so, terabyte a terabyte on a phone is not going to be a thing we joke about anymore. It's crazy. No, it's it, I mean, especially with like, if we keep making cameras as good as they are, we're going to need the space. Yeah. Um, although that is that one terabyte is only going to be available in the U.S. The yep. rest of everyone's going to have up to 512 gigabytes, which is still sizable. Half a, half a terabyte. So. Half a terabyte. Not bad. Um, you know, let's see. We got a 44, let's call it 4,600 milliamp battery on the 8 versus 5050 milliamp battery on the Pro yeah. with 27 watt fast charging on the regular, on the standard uh, Pixel 8 versus 31 watt charging on the Pixel Pro. And then both have QI certified wireless charging, uh, 18 watts on the standard. 23 on the pro. I believe, it, I believe that's one. key. Isn't it key certified wire? The, oh, is it key? Yeah, the QI is for, I, I never can oh, pronounce it either. Yeah, like yeah. key, key. key like, yeah, okay, key, yeah, I get yeah, like energy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I forget that. So. Um, but here's a big thing the Pixel 8s will both come with seven, seven years of OS and security updates up from the previous five. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a huge deal. And it obviously is kind of going along with the trends that we've seen and kind of like this new support, support war that we're seeing from all the major manufacturers trying to, you know, ultimately let's, 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 let's call a spade a spade. It's ultimately trying to catch up with Apple and they're kind of amazing, you know, long term support of their devices. But I mean, here's, we keep complaining about app or not Apple, sorry, Google putting 
their money where your phone is. And yep. here we go. Seven years of OS and security updates. Um, write in and let us know what you think about that. Um, and yeah, just, of course, the cameras are always huge. Well, we should on... jump over to the specifics of the cameras, though, yeah. right? So... Yeah. So, um, of course, things have been leaked. Sometimes, uh, the, you know, people like, you know, uh, Camilla leak things and sometimes Google leaks itself. Uh, this is a little bit of both. A promo video uh, kind of highlighting the video and photo features of the Pixel 8s have leaked. And so we got things like, and I'm actually really excited for a lot of this. So we're, we're going to see that, that Tensor G3 and that Titan M2 powering, you know, these, the following computational photography and videography features, some of which we've kind of like, you know, kind of mentioned or, or heard about before, but watch the video and you'll see things like, you know, DSL, DSL are like pro controls coming to the eight pro only damn, which means that I kind of want one, even though I love the fold, yep. I, I kind of like the idea of DSLR like controls, um, real tone, which is of course, you know, that, uh, that fine tuning of the algorithms and, and camera models that more accurately highlight, you know, diverse skin tones using that kind of like that real tone technology that we've been talking about for like the last couple of years, um, night sight for video, super res zoom, astrophotography, um, the audio eraser um, that is allowing you to, in videos, kind of reduce ambient noise for, for, for videos. Um, Magic Editor is getting some extra things like swapping faces, which honestly I find a little bit horrifying. <laughs> it's but so disturbing. I, this, 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 I, the face swapping thing is so disturbing. It, it, <laughs> I mean, because it, it looks like what you can do is take faces from other adjacent photos and swap them in. Which yeah, so, so just so, just yeah, just so we're clear. And in the video, it shows a, a lovely family on a merry-go-round, and they take they quickly take several photos, and then right. you can choose the best face of the people from that b- burst of photos. Photos and it just right, that one's not right. This sorry, <laughs> it, but so it's a cool feature. But I it's gonna blow my wife's mind. <laughs> it's a promo video, so here's I feel thing, like it should be. Here's the thing about these promo videos. I've been watching. I've been watching these Google rollouts now for over a decade. Yeah. These promo videos always make me laugh because, and I understand that they are. It's a marketing video, and it's mm-hmm. and the whole test. But it is depicting a quality of life that I have never seen or know know anyone who is related <laughs> right. to. You know, the, the, the like this particular promo video took a lot of it from in the New York in the New York metro area, which is where I live, and so there's the, the, the I know exactly where that merry-go-round in Brooklyn is, where oh. those those people are. There's a Whole bunch okay, of, okay. There's a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of photos of people running through the TWA terminal at JFK that, that was restored, right? Which is a great location, a great mid-century modern location. And like everyone's mm-hmm. wearing colorful clothes and they're laughing and they're having fun. And I'm just like, this is not my life. This is the, this is, I feel all of a sudden I'm a talking head song. <laughs> this is not my beautiful life. But, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, like everybody in these videos are always living their best possible life and it's being captured on the phone. And I know that's what's supposed to be happening here, but it just makes me laugh because like I would like to make one of these videos that like depict me like taking a picture of the broken molding on my window to go to Home Depot to go get a replacement or like or like or or the the, the burst of blurry photos my daughter took when she stole my phone or like <laughs> dude I, w- I want to see that because that would be so so good yeah. you know what I mean like that would be like how the real half list that would be so compelling I want someone to make that video though yeah. because but no I want to see that. but so yeah so so in terms of specs and when I, I know you're struggling with the with the with the Rona so um yeah. so in terms of specs the pixel 8 uh, both pixel 8 and pixel pro 
both will have a, a 50 megapixel Octa PD wide camera mm-hmm. as the main camera lens on it. Uh, the Pixel 8, um, uh, you know, is going to uh, support that as well as a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera. Um, so mm-hmm. you got two lenses on the Pixel 8 on the rear and on the Pixel 8 Pro has got the 50 megapixel, a 48 megapixel quad ultra wide camera and, and mm-hmm. a second 48 megapixel PD telephoto camera. Um, and then they're both rocking a 10.5 megapixel dual PD selfie on the front. So there, you know, like once again, you know, cameras are going to be a big part of the presentation next week. I think like this, which by the way, I forgot in all of our planning for our guests and stuff like that, we were supposed to do our predictions for next week. Oh no, we'll do that next week. Cause we're the, the event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll say that. So tune right in for next week. And we'll do our predictions, but like, it is very clear that they're going to drive once again, why the pixel has a superior camera and what the AI and the processor can do and the tensor can do and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, yes, uh, the colorways as well. I mean, <laughs> you do like the color. They, they, I do like the colorways. Yeah. I, we do have obsidian, hazel, and rose for the for the standard, and obsidian, porcelain, and bay. I wanted to ask: Is bay the blue one? I think I think so. Bay, maybe. I don't know. Bay yeah. the blue one. Yeah, I don't know. You can get bay for your bay. Okay, I'll, I'll, well, I'll get the blue if I could choose. I would get the blue one, and a blue one or that slate one would be really nice. So yeah, yeah. I think that's obsidian. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, and well, we'll we'll I guess we already kind of know what's coming, and now just all we need to do is just wait for it to show up next week. Yeah. So so tune yeah. in, tune in for sure, and um, you will be uh, with our friend Jason, right? Has that been announced? I yeah. will. Yeah. I will be joining Jason for a little Reacto live stream over on Twitch. So yeah. yeah, I mean, if you are old fam. You know where to go. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a new fan, um, yeah, definitely go check out the Twit live stream during the event and you can see me and totally average, uh, not special at all. Of course, you're super special, Jason, <laughs> uh, audience member. Uh, and I talk about the October 4th. And, and then either you or Michelle will be on DTNS with Tom and, and, and Roger and the crew uh, that afternoon to talk uh, about the event. So Android Faith will be everywhere on that day. Yeah, if you don't, if you uh, even get enough of us. I will be working, so I can't participate yeah, in any of that fun stuff. Wrong. I know. Of all, I said it before, like, I had one day in October where, like, I'm in a meeting room from 9 till 5, and it's October 4th. So what can I do? Um, if it happens again next year, I'm going to think it's personal. Yeah, but no, exactly. we'll just chalk it up to bad luck um, this year. So real quickly, I know we've been tracking over these past couple of weeks, you know, our love of foldables. And now the Techno Phantom is becoming like this is three weeks in a row now of us talking about the Techno Phantom. Um, but here it is. Um, the, the Techno Phantom V Flip uh, was announced as well. They launched that as their first flip phone. We, we, we alluded to it last week. Um, but here it is. You know, it's got a 6.9 inch, uh, you know, 120, 120 hertz AMOLED display. Um, it's got a really cool circular front display um which is and that also houses the front uh facing cameras which is really kind of cool um and it uh you know it it definitely looks very similar to the Samsung Flip um in terms of like their design approach and their marketing of it and how it's you know mm-hmm. kind of like a fashionable kind of thing in there um but what's fantastic is it's about half the price Yes. Um, it is, uh, it's, uh, on sale in India, uh, for converted to us dollars, about $600, which is about roughly the half the price of the galaxy Z flip five. So if you can get your hands on a tech techno phantom V fold, you can get it at a, at a pretty cheap price. Um, and I don't think it doesn't look at least like the, it's a cheap phone in terms of build quality. It looks pretty impressive. So like techno continues to impress us with what they're doing here. So, um, it's neat. I dig it. 
So I love it. And again, Techno is that company that is focusing on not on, on kind of like more emerging markets and kind of like the markets that we tend not to talk about, which is like not China and not EU and not US. So kind of good for them, yeah, dude. Yeah, so totally. awesome. Yeah. I, also, I love the. I mean, like. A foldable, like admittedly, it's a flip, right? So it's like less yeah. thing, but like a foldable for six hundred dollars, like, like that. That's the that's the dream. Like, if we can get foldables down to the five to eight hundred dollar range, then it becomes uh, more of a of a reality for for the average um, uh, the average consumer. So um, yeah, hopefully this will inspire like more again Western manufacturer Western market targeting manufacturers to do the same thing, so we can all have foldables. Yep. Look at it. Yeah, there it is. It's we're, we're getting there. The foldable future is coming. It is it's hopefully here. so. All right, cool. Well, that's going to wrap us up for hardware, um, and now let's get into uh, apps because. Uh, uh, Android had some ex- exciting. Uh, Google had some exciting news for developers, right, Wen? Yeah. So I mentioned. So we talked a little bit about Studio Bot around Google I/O, which is, of course, the kind of chatbot assistant that was announced at Google I/O, which is for folks like me to use in Android Studio, which is our integrated development environment for making Android apps for y'all, Android faithful. Um, and yeah, it's been out for a while, but the thing is that when it first came out, it was only um, available in the US. Um, it's still kind of like, you know, in testing and a work in progress, but kind of a big deal is that not a lot of the Android devs out there. And again, we're everywhere because Android is like the dominant mobile OS in the world. Uh, but unfortunately only us devs in the US had access to it. Well, on let me see what day is that uh, September 21st they actually announced that studio bot again this you know chat bot that you could ask questions have it like look at your code and suggest fixes um, even like produce example code for you so kind of all these kind of like <clears throat> generative AI get your drink cards out things you know that we hear about for you know regular things like Swift key and images and all that kind of stuff you know coming to the developer world it is now available in 170 countries across the world except um, not in the EU and UK. Um, and that's very likely because of privacy concerns. A similar thing happened with Bard where it took Bard a while to get to the EU because they were, because Google was trying to address, you know, the data privacy laws that, you know, are part of the EU. So yeah, fam in the EU and UK, my bad. You still don't have studio about, but pretty much everybody else does. Yeah. So, and, <laughs> and I got to admit, this is, I mean, as t- talking to my friends who are developers and, you know, say what you will mm-hmm. about AI, but like this, integration it blew my mind when we saw the demo at, at, in the keynote yeah. in the keynote at uh, at Google I/O but to actually talk to my friends who are developers who are, active, who are actively using it like for my own for my app for as Scorbit we've we've you know we're at a spot now where we lost some developers we're trying to keep code up to date we're yeah. trying to get stuff going and we found it immensely helpful to be able That's to awesome. say like debug this block of code and have it come back yeah. and point out where the problems are or like some of the examples and so in the Android developers blog broke the news when the um uh uh Isabella Feiderman, the product ma- marketing product marketing manager, and Sandia Moyhan, the product manager, uh, posted the blog post about it. And they had some examples, which are you know like you know you know what's the best location, what's the best way to get location on Android, or how do I yeah. add camera support to my app? And there's a cool you know kind of GIF on the blog post that ex- that shows you what the the Studio Bot's response is, and it, you know it's immensely helpful. And this goes back to the conversations that we've had like with Dave Burke uh, over at Android, yeah, where absolutely. like the whole idea of this AI, it it, it it's similar to it, it's game changing in the fact that it's similar to you know the industrial revolution you know where it it took a week to do the laundry 
and then mm-hmm. you invented a washing machine, and now it takes it takes three hours. And imagine what you can do when you get that time back. So imagine if you're a developer yeah. and you don't need to spend the time chasing down bugs or trying to find libraries. You can get more creative and do more exciting things. I think this is a fantastic you know addition, and glad to see it rolling out to so many countries and regions. Hopefully, yeah. they can work out the EU uh, issues. So yeah, yeah, that is that is a bummer. Hey, you could even get large screen support and not just portrait mode anymore. You know, like that. I mean, but I mean, I'm, I'm joking, but that seriously, that's the kind of thing that this kind of time constraint keeps us from doing is like and then it starts to feel half-assed when these solutions come out and ron you're 100 right we'll be able to do like that kind of more uh you know fine work and the kind of dotting the i's and crossing the t's and the actual like you know polish yep. that a lot of times we don't get to do so that's why it's exciting and yeah yep. hopefully everybody gets at some point yeah hopefully um, so cool um so i feel like it's been a couple of weeks since we talked about threads um, but here we are. Um, when Threads came out, actually, I believe I went on record. I was very vocal about them needing a web client, which they did roll out. Now they have. But the um, one of the things that was was really frustrating, especially as someone who who has multiple accounts, is that the account switcher was just like inane. Like you needed to log out of your account and then you could switch to another account, log back in. Um, well, Threads recently just added an account switcher on both Android and iOS at the same time. So bravo to them for going dual platform. And uh, they are are working on an edit button that would allow you to edit your posts, which we all know that is the dream that Twitter just will never get around to, to addressing uh, or X or whatever the hell it is. Um, but yeah, so uh, they are working on the ability to edit posts. Um, which is fantastic. So good on you, Threads. Keep it up. Um, you know, I, everybody likes to talk about how everyone stopped using it, but they're not. It's still very active. It's just like it it, it went from the crazy land grab to like the dust settling, and now they're they're fighting a the good fight. So good job. No, and and they are trying to hustle, um, hustle and get all these features. I think it even saw. I didn't include it because we already had enough to talk about. But maybe even having the deletion thing where you cannot separate once you start enable Threads, you can't separate your Threads and Instagram account. I think yeah. they're even working on that. So good on them for really responding to what people want and need. Yep. So, yep. all right. So we're coming down the end of the line. We got a couple more. I know when you're, 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 I, I, I imagine you want to take a break, but we're close to the end. So, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, this, we got some good stuff. So, I mean, just really quickly, if you're on the WhatsApp beta and you have already, you know, started the great transfer to passkeys, well, guess what? Um, you might be able to use passkeys to sign into WhatsApp. If you're switching devices or, or, you know, like loading up, you know, a brand new, possibly foldable device uh, with WhatsApp. Um, you do need already a password manager and that is handling your pass keys. But uh, if you're on the beta and I don't think it's everyone in the beta, it might still be an AB testing. It sounds like some people are getting it, some are not. But um, if you're on the WhatsApp beta, check inside of your settings and check, go, go to settings and go to account within settings uh, and see if you are now able to uh, set up passkeys to use with WhatsApp. Yep. Um, and yeah, you can use it with whatever your password manager of choices, whether that's Google, Apple, Microsoft, whatever have you. Um, but yeah, WhatsApp working on that passkey support. The, the passkeys are the future. The, fu- the future is passkeys. There it is. So uh, hopefully, and here uh, and and they coming. They're coming. They're coming. Um, all right. And so now for our last news story of the evening around apps. Um, if you heard, I know for a fact that this morning many, many, many people out in the world of Android and Google screamed uh, when the inevitable happens, when the thing that we knew was coming. Um, but this morning, a blog post went up uh, on the YouTube YouTube official blog announcing creating a centralized podcast destination on YouTube Music, further affirming Google's commitment 
uh, to podcasts on YouTube twenty uh, on, on YouTube Music, and thus saying that in twenty twenty four they will be ending Google Podcasts and focusing purely on YouTube Music. So when I thought it was a better time than ever to finally, for the first time, twelve episodes in, do our first little bit of. Uh, a little bit of funeral music for our good friend Google Podcasts. Um, and, and as was commented by my friend when we were talking about this earlier, 2024 is like around the corner. Like, this is soon. It, it's, it's almost October. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and I thought it was pretty damning. All right, so there's the music. Ha ha. <laughs> I, I did find it. I did find it. It was good. We were talking about things. Um, so uh, I thought it was pretty damning that Google... Uh, mentions, according to Edison Research, about 23% of weekly podcast users in the U.S. say that YouTube is their most frequently used service versus just 4% for Google Podcasts, which talk about like Google like putting the nail in their own coffin, right? Yeah. But what I find fascinating is that they're going with third-party data for like what people say their preferred podcast. They have the data. They know how many users are using Google Podcasts or using YouTube Music for podcasts. Like, why do you have to go to Edison to give like a perception number? Uh, uh, whatever. I, I can't say I'm surprised by this. I've ranted on the show in the past about YouTube's approach to podcasts and w- how it's flawed and the problems with it. The 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 fact that it took them this long to commit to shutting Google Podcasts down. Google Podcasts has been like not maintained for a while. Like we've yeah. seen the writing on the wall. This is not a surprise. Um, no. But it's just it's just frustr- It just continues to be frustrating. And it's like and even in this blog post, they continue to commit to it. They continue. You know, they, you know, it's, it's like for users, for users, it means a simple migration tool and ability to add podcast RSS feeds to their YouTube music library, including shows not hosted by YouTube. You know, they're offering an option to download an OPML file of their show subscriptions oh, and that they can Lord. import to another app, which is fine. Yeah. Um, you know, but like yeah. for podcasters, this means providing robust creation and analytics tools as well as RSS uploads, not RSS, like, they're not doing it. They're just doing what they want to, and it just drives me crazy. So yeah, um, how cool are we? We're giving you all this stuff, right. you know, yeah. that you podcasters obviously need. Yeah. And yeah, anyway. Yeah. So um, so yeah, and I, I will give a t- shout out to cousin John in the chat who says that Google has made more migration tools and products, <laughs> but um, there's almost there's almost a one to one at that point because you need the the migration tool when you kill something. But yeah, so. Oh. All right. That, that's a good career choice, actually. Yeah, I'd make migration tools over at Google. That's, it is. that's an excellent career choice. That's a life. That's a lifer. That's a lifer job. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the for the news this week. And we're almost done. We've got a we got a couple of emails we heard from you out in the audience, and we got our first one is super long one. But I want to remind everybody that you can email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and our first email comes in uh, and it comes in uh, from uh, Miguel Oliveira from Brazil who writes and it says hello Android faithful crew and when you can take a break because this is this is a this is a three screen email so let's go with it um, first of all thank you very much for continuing the best Android podcast out there I listen to you every week on my commute thank you we really appreciate that um, he says I would like to share my thoughts on the Google Pixel tablet and why I believe it is the best option as a smart display. I own a Nest Hub second generation. I have three issues with it. One, it only works in English. Two, it's slow. And three, it takes too many steps to change lights and run routines. 
Um, and then he go, he breaks down each issue. He says, issue one, I am Portuguese. I have a, pic, a Pixel 6 Pro, and my phone allows me to talk with Google Assistant in, Por- in Portuguese from Portugal. However, none of the Nest products allow me to use my native language. Although the Nest speakers allow me to use Portuguese from Brazil, it's not the same thing. The Pixel tablet would fix this, I assume. All right, so the language barrier there for an international user. Issue number two, every time I touch the Nest Hub, it takes a few moments to respond. I have two kids, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. There are scenarios where things need to happen on the fly. I'll explain this in issue three. The Pixel tablet would fix this, I assume. And then he gets to issue three. He says, when it's time for bed, I have a routine that dims the hallway lights and turns on the kids' bedroom lights. During that time, I need to make sure that the kids go to the bathroom, put on their PJs, brush their teeth correctly, and don't get on each other's nerves. Every time I have to do the following, I, the Nest Hub set to show our favorite photos, I have to swipe down, touch home control, select routines, touch the routine I want. For some reason, Google has already reserved the quote-unquote bedtime catchphrase for personal routines, so I cannot use it for household routines. This means that it's not intuitive to say a different catchphrase to start the bedtime routine. Also, I cannot use Portuguese catchphrases. This seems like this seems like a me problem, which it is, but my wife's a nurse and some days I'm alone with them both, so all the help to get them sleeping fast is welcome. I'm sure you understand this, Ron. And yes, I absolutely understand it. The having the device do what you need to in the second you need it to do is crucial, especially at the, at, with a five-year-old. I know what that is like. Um, and Miguel says the Pixel tablet would fix this, I assume. So, so I will say I'll step out of his email for a minute. He's making a lot of assumptions that the Pixel tablet will be uh, superior to the Nest Hub for all these reasons, and he might be right. But whether or not he finds out, he finishes up his email with, the only problem I see with the Pixel tablet is I think it's expensive. In Europe, it costs 679 euros. If it costs 500 euros, it would be a no-brainer for me. I wish Google did what Amazon did with their new products, which actually uh, which actually create a hub for smart devices. I hope Android 14 brings something new in this regard, or at least let's hope for a Google Home app team to create widgets because they would already be a game changer for me. Keep up the great work. I'll continue to listen to you every single week. Cheers, Miguel Oliveira. And thank you, Miguel, oh. Miguel, for writing in. Obrigada, Miguel. Yeah, that, thank you so much. And you you bring up some great points. And like, while the Nest Hub and all that sort of stuff, we you know I own one, we like it, whatever. We pointed out it, it's it's on an older operating system. It it was yeah. reaching kind of the end of the road. And if you take the approach of the Pixel tablet as a smart display, it sound and like the fact that you could take and pop it off the the base and walk around with you and your kids and turn on the the routines. It might already be an upgrade for you there. So. Um, yeah. So good luck with that. Yeah. Um, cool. And our last email came in via Patreon, right? Yes. And we have Jeremy um, writing in saying, did you see this article about the Pixel Watch? With all the talk of Google getting into the smartwatch, into the smartwatch game with the Pixel brand, I thought I would have heard more about this. Uh, and that's from Jeremy via Patreon. And yeah, Jeremy's talking about basically uh, Google just refuses to have a repair program for Pixel watches. Uh, so if it breaks... Um, there's no repair program. There's no parts. You just got to get a new watch, which sucks. It is $300, which is not nothing. And of course, not very sustainable. I, I um, do have to give, so, so the, the article that, uh, Jeremy sent to us via Patreon, uh, was from Ars Technica, Technica written by the affable Ron Am- Amadio, yeah. <laughs> um, with the sub headline, you're the ones that keep bringing up sustainable hardware. Then headline, Google says it can't fix Pixel watches. Please just buy a new one. Uh, and with no official repair program and no parts, broken Pixel watches are just e-waste. Yeah. Um, which is a bummer, really. Yeah. And especially like we just talked about, they, you know, they're widening support for seven years for their mm-hmm. Pixel 8s. So it 
just seems very disparate to have smartwatches, which they're trying to make, which everyone is trying to make a thing, which Google is trying to like get into the market of yep. and compete with Apple and Samsung is ridiculous. And also, I mean, it's a glass face watch. It doesn't have as much protection as, you know, some of the other watches out there. So yeah, it, it's a bummer. And so it's a, bummer. a Google spokesperson told the verge quote, at this moment, we don't have any repair options for the Google pixel watch. If your watch is damaged, you can contact Google pixel watch customer support team to check out, to check your replacement options. So, um, hopefully if they're replacing watches and you're sending in the broken watch and they're replacing it, they are mm-hmm. recycling the broken watch and like making it sustainable hopefully. and not just throwing it into a, into a, into a hole in Mountain View, into, into, into a landfill. I doubt they're doing. Like a, I doubt they're doing that. That that it's was like a, a mass grave yeah. of pixel watches in the back. Exactly. Like someone's like, don't go back there. It's full. Of, yes. Uh, let's go. It's a smartwatches past. All right. Well, this is a great episode. So much stuff going on. Next week is going to be even more exciting with the with the Pixel event. It's going to be good stuff. Um, but when thank you for braving uh, amidst uh, your condition uh, this week. We really appreciate it. Um, I don't know if you. Realize at one point you instead of saying computer you said potato earlier in the show. Nuh-uh. Yeah, you did. did. I say that you, did. you corrected yourself. But you meant to say computer and you said potato. It just <laughs> no, no. Seriously, I did that. Yep. Oh, it's okay. Well, I guess I know what. That's how, okay. That's how we'll remember the time you had COVID is when you referred to a computer as a potato. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find more musings about potatoes? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, if you want a potato, potatoes, I've got a potato on the potato, and you can go to my website, randomlypotatoes.com. Actually, it's randomlytyping.com, where I am a potato developer, uh, and I talk about potatoes all the time. Um, and yeah, uh, Queen Code Potato uh, is. I can't believe I did that, Ron. I'm gonna you go. were going so fast too. I didn't want to point it out at the time, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna, geez. I'm gonna bring that up at the end of the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> um queen code monkey at things randomlytyping.com for my stuff uh normally i'm actually quite accurate and 100 percent not talking about potatoes and yeah it was great uh and thanks again to ramon for for coming on and when he was uh booster booster fied booster yep. booster sick uh man we had a really great yeah it was uh <laughs> yeah it was great to have ramon on and, and just to get that perspective and it was so awesome and so we we thank him again for for coming uh coming on the show so. yeah thanks ramon cool um, in the meantime, you can find me on social media, whether it's uh, X or or Instagram or Mastodon or Threads or whatever. I'm usually at RonXO. Uh, Instagram's probably where I am most active. Uh, thanks to Win, we've been posting those awesome recaps of the episodes, and they're showing up in our feeds. Um, I actually had my photo taken at a music festival, and uh, who knew? It's like the most liked photo on Instagram I've had in years. So uh, people awesome. like to see me. So there it is. So. Um, good times. So yeah, go find, follow me on uh, Instagram at RonXO. Appreciate it. Um, excellent. Uh, and I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Um, a quick reminder that you can go to AndroidFaithful.com where you can find links to the latest episode. You can watch the latest episode on the embedded YouTube. Uh, we, we embed the YouTube video on every episode there. Um, we've got full show notes. We try to put links to our guests and things like that so you can find them. We've got links to um, all of our social media. Uh, I went and added all the social media I- icons, including Mastodon, so you can go check us out and follow us there as well as there are links to subscribe on your uh, i'm gonna have to remove that google podcast icon but uh links to subscribe on the various podcast platforms um 
And yeah, please, you know, check it out. We thank everybody for uh, supporting us. Uh, and you guys are all awesome. Go to patreon.com slash Android faithful. Uh, and that's where you can support us. Um, we got a bunch of different levels there, whatever you want, whatever you can afford. We understand times are hard, but we appreciate everybody's support. You guys are our favorite people in the world. Um, and that's going to wrap us up for this COVID themed episode. Uh, this podcast releases every Tuesday night uh, after we record it live. You can watch that along at, at youtube.com uh, slash daily tech news show. Um, subscribe, listen to us. Uh, we thank everybody. We'll be back next week for our preview of the Google pixel event until next time. We'll see you later. Bye.